Hi, I'm Erin Marcus, former corporate executive turned entrepreneur and founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business. Welcome to the Ready Yet podcast. We're excited to bring you more than 100 episodes of interviews and insights designed to help entrepreneurs get the financial and emotional freedom they need in order to build a business and a life they're proud of. Hello, hello, and welcome to this episode of the Ready Yet podcast. And I'm excited for today's guest for a couple of reasons that I haven't even told her yet. But today's guest is Cami Gildner, and we connected. I think I reached out to you because we had a mutual connection who I loved so much, and that always leads to great conversations when you enjoy the same people. But I want to give people, before we dive into all the cool things, why don't you give people a little formal introduction to who you are and what you do? Sure. I'm Cami Gellner, and I am a business coach coach who helps women raise up their voice, their vision, and their visibility. And I am so passionate about women's wisdom, and I believe that women's wisdom is the medicine our earth needs. And so I'm on a mission to raise up the voices and the vision and the businesses of a million women right now. And that's my my lifetime goal right now. It's to really make a difference in uplifting women entrepreneurs. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. I think there's so, there's so much truth to that. We do business a little differently. And in my last business, you'll laugh at this. My last business that I had was working with families with aging parents. Ah. And so I primarily networked with women because, sense. right? Well, women, you know, it, it wasn't just the one-to-one networking it where it was for their parents, but women are aware of what their friends' parents are also going through. Mm-hmm. And men aren't aware that their friends even have parents, <laughs> let alone, right? It's just a different way of navigating the world. And it's not wrong or bad. You just have to be aware of the yeah. different ways that we navigate the world. And that makes so much sense that the friends of friends know exactly what's going on and say, oh, you've, you've got to talk to Aaron about this. Right. And men yeah. just are more linear. If they're if your dots don't connect to their dots without any speed bumps, they just kind of don't go there. Yeah. And, and we're connectors too, right? That's right. our other superpower. Yes, absolutely. So how did you get into this? Tell us the 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 backstory, the the origin story, if you sure, will. sure. I left the corporate world 15 years ago. And it was, I always say that was the best gift was one, I got laid off and two, there were no more VP of marketing jobs around at, in 2008. So yeah. it was 2008. Oh. Yeah. And so it was in this space of, of I'm supposed to be doing something different, but I don't know what that's meant to be. And so I took some time off actually is what I did is I took, it took about a year and a half off and was, it was fantastic to just reconnect back to who I was. I think I'd kind of gotten a bit lost in my own journey. And um, so it was good to have that, that white space to, you know, just reconnect to me and be out in nature. And so probably more green space than white space. Um, And, uh, you know, just slow down. And once I had clarity, um, once I got that clarity moment that I wasn't going back to the corporate world, which I thought that for a long time. Right. Because that is the norm. The inside, yeah. Especially for those of us, you know, you said VP of marketing. I was at the, you know, senior vice president of business development. When you're at that level, mm-hmm. your instinct is to go right back totally. to that level. Like yeah. that's yep. the path. Yep. 
that was exactly what I thought. And, and, but the more I kept, you know, once, once I started interviewing again, I was like, Ooh, I don't really want that job. <laughs> yes. I had the same thing. I knew when I left corporate before, and it took me about two years to leave because I didn't know what it was that I wanted to do. And at some point I was interviewing for other jobs and then I'm like, okay, this doesn't make sense. Why would I leave the top of one company to go to the bottom of a different company just for a subject matter? Yeah. I, I didn't yeah. know what I was looking for. Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely didn't know what I was looking for. And I had to discover that I had to let that unfold. And, you know, it was, I say that being an entrepreneur is one of the biggest spiritual personal journeys that we can go on. And I definitely went down that, that route of, of just rediscovering me, rediscovering, you know, why I'm here on this world and, you know, how I'm meant to make a difference with, with me. And um, yeah, that's really, it was a big, big, big journey. Well, and I think that's something that we're not necessarily taught to do. So I'm curious how you had the confidence to do it. Mm. Because for me, the self-development journey, my, my first business when I left corporate was actually a franchise and that went really well. And it wasn't until I decided to let go of that franchise and do literally my absolute own thing that the self-discovery journey piece came in because the franchise, yes, I was a business owner, but the model was somebody else's. Right. Right. And for me, what I now call 2018, I look back on as, and now you're making me rethink how I'm labeling this because I call 2018 Aaron's year of failure because I went mm -hmm. from, you know, the big fancy C-suite job to number, you know, top 10 out of 200 offices in a franchise to $11,000. Mm -hmm. And I laugh now because I've done the emotional work to get past right. it and call it Aaron's year of failure. But truthfully, maybe I just didn't have the foresight or the language to put around that that was really my version of what you're talking a about. A redirect, right? I mean, a total redirect is what oh. I, I read that as. Is it's like, because it's so easy to go, it would have been so easy for you to have gone down another route. And that's, um, Sometimes I think we just really get our path so nicely laid out for us that we don't know why we're on this pathway or even or even realize we're on that pathway. Um, but when we start to trust it and do that inner work and that's, you know, so to, back to your question, I, I didn't know how to do inner work. I mean, that was not my, <laughs> you know, that was just not something I ever learned. It was, it right. was all, you know, I, I had done all the things to get to where I was in my, my career. And so really the, the pause was the start of it. Um, I, what actually took me into the world of, um, of becoming a coach was was horses and i had horses my whole life and somebody told me about somebody doing coaching with horses and i was like what um i need to know more about this and so that took me down a journey of of becoming a certified equine guided coach oh, wow. so what took that's what took me into coaching initially and i i had to do all my own personal work and the horses were fabulous for for enabling us to just show up as ourselves and like open us up to the very raw core of who we are and um you know just discover and and to me it was such a very natural way to let that happen i think if 
I would have looked at spirituality from any other route. I would have just put my hands up and said, no, that's not for me. Um, but the horses were very organic and natural for me because I'd always had them. And so with that, it, I just discovered this whole new world that I didn't even know existed. It's I mean, even with horses, right? I didn't right. know it existed. It's interesting that you say that because I, right around the time that I started this business, we moved from right outside of O'Hare Airport to the far west suburbs. And I describe it as we lived in the in an area where the suburbs become rural, right on that edge. And even though I had volunteered for 10, 12 years at that point on a weekly basis for dog rescue, being in that new environment, I tried something different. And I was volunteering every week at a wildlife rescue. Mm, and yeah, right. And my job, my horrible, disgusting, gross, 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 gross job, that was absolutely wonderful, was what we called the forest cages. So I worked with the teenagers outside, not in the nursery, but once the animals are being prepared for release, they're in these, what we called the forest cages. And I would go in there and clean and feed and it's gross, right? And yeah. you get bit and you get jumped on and it's crazy. And you're immersed in the forest. We yeah. are in the middle of the forest doing it. And I grew up in Chicago. I was a total city kid, but I've always been <laughs> in animals. And now that you're seeing that, I think there's something, I had the same thing. I'm so street smart upbringing, total delinquent. There was nothing in my, and then corporate, there was nothing in my world that was going to let me tap into something spiritual without me thinking it was weird. Yeah. Except for that. Yeah. Yeah. And then what a beautiful gift that that showed up for you, because I, I, I have heard so many wonderful stories about, you know, the, the wild animals that, that how they can really tap, help us really open into, to just feeling differently. Yeah. I mean, it, cause it's just core, right? It's just core instinct. Yeah. What were the animals? I worked with possums, raccoons, um, a lot of squirrels. I worked in the aviary with a lot of birds. Wow. Doves are by far the dumbest birds that there are. All the other birds would try to get away. The doves would land on me while I'm cleaning. Yeah. <laughs> they have no self-preservation. <laughs> That's so um, funny. Right. The squirrels run all over you. The raccoons climb all over. Like yeah. I would be climbing up the steps to clean the shelves. I'd turn around. There was a raccoon on every step, right? The baby. Yeah. Sister. Oh my God. That's um, so I awesome. never did get past being scared of the possums, but we came to a, an agreement. I <laughs> food. They would not try to kill me. Um, but that immersion, yeah, like you're talking about with the horses, the immersion with it. Yeah. And we get out of our head, right? Cause you're yeah. just in the moment. You're just in the moment. Otherwise you get assaulted by baby raccoons. So you have to be in the moment, in the moment. That's so Absolutely. good. <laughs> That's so good. My mom had a baby raccoon for a long time and, um, it, it was so cool. Everything. It was the coolest <laughs> crawling on you and playing and touching your face. And... Yeah, they're very tactile. Yeah. Touch, 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 touch. Yeah. So are you still working with horses? Is that part so of I, my, I have mastermind programs and my upper level mastermind program actually gets a two day retreat with the horses. And that's some of my clients will tell you all day long. It's some of the most breakthrough work that they get to do. So it's, it's I'm glad that I get to in, integrate that into my work. 
I love, love, love horses. I have a limited exposure. I did share board a horse for a short period of time. Cool. That I got, he was uh, Appaloosa and it was like having a large dog. He was right there pretty chill compared to some of the other, some of the other options that are out there. Um, I'm currently highly, highly, highly vested thanks to TikTok. I've learned more about sheep and goats and mini cows and horses and (laughs) that's what's showing up in your feed that's right and people complain all the time about social media being so terrible my algorithm is very aware that that's all I want to see right my algorithm definitely feeds me a lot of horse stuff exactly love what you're learning here and interested in more Check out conqueryourbusiness.com to get immediate access to all sorts of additional resources and stay updated on our upcoming training events. Tell me more about the business. Who do you love helping? What do you, because much like with me, I say business consulting and coaching and it's it's such a broad, broad term. Yeah. Yeah. So I work with a lot of former corporate escapees because that was my journey, right? So I work with a lot of women who had high level jobs and decided they wanted to really make a difference at, you know, in a a, a different way and be outside of the, all of the, the boxes that can be within corporate world, right? I mean, we know all the stories why so many women are leaving the corporate world today. And so a lot of my clients were former executives that took the leap and they are um said you know i'm ready to to do my own thing so a lot of coaches a lot of consultants are are in my space service-oriented entrepreneurs and they really are have a calling to make a difference and they want to do they they're you know they're going to go down i do soul and strategy so when i look at it from that perspective it's like the soul piece is definitely the part for me that's always made my business very different and and from the perspective of of when i follow that that kind of those those universal um crumbs if you will that that show up for us that's where the the big breakthroughs happen that's where the you know the alignment happens and so what do you find is the biggest sticking point though because i have the same story and i i The biggest sticking point, one of the things I say is so much of what made you great at your job will kill you as an entrepreneur. Mm, mm. How do you help people? Like if someone is just starting on this journey, I don't know if I should ask you for what they should look out for as a negative or what they should look out for as a positive. So yeah, yeah, no, I appreciate that. And, and I, you know, one of the things I think is that we can think we know that we're all business savvy you know that was certainly something that i had as like i was a vp of marketing i know how to do marketing i know how to build a business um and so i'd say one of the things that we can fall into is thinking we know that we're thinking that entrepreneurship is is the same as as you know building corporate businesses and it's not they're they're entirely different and um so investing in you know support around you when you're making that transition can really streamline that and accelerate it so that's a huge piece of it but the flip side of that also is is you have however many years of experience in the the corporate world and you have really good wisdom and it's like finding those threads that you want to pull forward into the work that you're doing today so that you don't lose it's like you don't want to just shut the door to all those years of experience 
right. you want to take that and say, okay, what are the pieces that belong with me today? And that does take inner work, right? So that takes that those stories of where were you at your best and what, what was it about those times and that analysis. So you're pulling that forward and then you weave it into, so that's you know, some of the soul work, but then you start to weave in some of the strategy around, you know, what's the strategy to make this work in the entrepreneur space so different than the, the um, executive world. And so you're mixing both sides of that. You're bringing all of the best parts of you into the, the room and then it's like the right processes and strategies in place to make it. And really I love sing. That you're saying that because I do watch so many people either shut it all down or mm-hmm. try to do it exactly the same. Yeah. Either of those work. Yeah, totally. I, that's so true. Neither of those work. And and I think humans tend to think in all or nothing, just mm-hmm. in general. Yeah. Um, the one thing that i'm glad i kept from my corporate world is the idea of delegation mm, yes right? like one Thank of the goodness. things. oh my god right <laughs> like one of the things i watch so many people get stuck at is trying to do everything themselves and i'm like okay if i was at my job and i was in business development and i decided one day to walk over and start messing with the networks or let me make some changes to the website, right? I would have been chased out of there with pitches and torches, pitchforks and torches, right? This seems true as an entrepreneur. Don't spend a ton of time doing things you suck at. Right? Totally so true. I, I hired a bookkeeper right out of the gate. I'm like, okay, I need a bookkeeper. That wasn't my superpower. This is not what I know how to do, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that whole delegation thing. So I look like, but yeah take the parts that serve you and don't get stuck on the parts that don't. Yeah. And you know what, one of my favorite projects back in the corporate world was where we did, um, we were doing a thought leadership project. It was, it was a, it's a two year long project. I had a multi-million dollar budget with Ogilvy PR about building our thought leaders. And um, so we had thought leaders in the organ, the company across the world, that we were taking through year long a year long program that we developed, and um, it was my favorite project that I ever did in the, the corporate world, right? And it was it was really taking the company to a different level. So there was it was just everything about it. I loved it. And then when I left, you know, sat on a hard drive. And several years into my business, I was like, you know, I'm helping women entrepreneurs get their voice out into the world, and I have all of that training that we did. And I started pulling pieces of that forward. And it's some of the most well-loved work that I teach my clients. They're like, oh my God, I love this parts of it. And it's what really helps them elevate their presence and how they're showing up in the world. But it was stuff that got developed back there. And I didn't even remember it for the, you know, for the longest time. And then it was like one day it just dawned on me. It was like, oh my gosh. So if we can find those those pieces that we, you know, something that we really love to do back then that really can serve our clients today, that can be really a, a great gift. Because at the bot at the end of the day, we, they are businesses. Businesses yeah. to make money. Yeah, totally. It, right. If you're not doing money making activities, you you're not a business. Correct. Right. Very That's true. Really fantastic. <laughs> we got to make money. Right? We got to love money. We got to make money. The IRS yeah. gets a little upset where after the third year, you're still all negative, right? Yeah. They, they declare you a hobby and you're not allowed to do the things anymore, yeah. right? Yes, exactly. Exactly. So what are you finding are some of your, um, one of the things that I love doing for people 
is shortening their learning curve. Right. Shortening their learning curve. So what are you seeing people like some of, you know, you just gave a good tip about finding that great, the thing that's the common thread that you were great at before and bringing it forward. What else should people be? You can go either way on this. You have such a positive attitude. My approach is usually just don't do what I did. and (laughs) Like what's some stuff that just doesn't work? Like, yes, we all enjoy, we've learned now to take the lessons from the failures, but just don't do this. Like, what are some of your favorite failures? Um, don't undercharge. Mm. You know, I think that's a big one is, um, and I, I certainly, you know, early on, it was like, you know, if you want to build a business that gets you to your former corporate salary or beyond, yeah, you got to charge, you got to charge what you're worth and you got to really own your worth. Um, so I think that's a big one. Um, you have to do the math. Yeah, totally. You have to do the math. I say that all the time to my clients, do the math. Do the math. If the this is where you're... Goes, right, you don't find, you don't want to believe me. Don't believe me. Spell it out. How many clients <laughs> do you need to get to where you want? If that's what you're charging yeah. 700 private clients. Yeah. yeah. That won't work. Yeah. It totally won't work. You can't do that. Um, yeah. So that's a, that's a big one. Um, I would say the other one is I was really good at being behind the scenes and raising people up. And so that was something that I had to really shift and learn to say, okay, it's time for me to really take that spotlight. And I, I had some real fear around public speaking. I, um, you know, I had put all kinds of other people on stages, but I was not, I was not really very fond of that flip. And so I had to really do a lot of work very early on in my, my business. Well, to and get I over that. What you're saying I had to do the work to get over it because one of the things that I say, and with your marketing background, you'll appreciate this marketing's not the hard part. No. Because you could buy it. Yeah. There's yeah. really smart people out there you can hire, they'll just do it for you. The hard work is getting over the fears, changing the beliefs, taking different action. Like that's the hard work because nobody can do it for you. Yeah. And the other part of the hard work is really owning your leadership of thought where you're. So you can't outsource that. You can't outsource what do I stand for? What is it that that I want people to think, act, and do differently because of my message, of my work? Um, so that's a big piece of it too, is is that shift there. And I think it's I get it that some people are frustrated by it, but I do think that it's virtually impossible to create a thought leader business if you're not willing to put yourself out. Oh, that's totally true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you've just got to, you've, you've got to do that work to get over it and start to step into it and keep refining it and showing up. And, you know, I mean, you know how often it, it, it takes our messages to, to, to connect and reach with people. I mean, I was just listening to your podcast before we jumped on and you were talking about this, like, you know, people can be on your email list and they may not even be seeing what you're no, sending them. Right. We assume they didn't care and we assume they didn't like it, but odds are they never saw it. Yeah. Totally, totally. And so it's that knowing that we have to be there and kind of be top of mind. So for that moment when it does happen, where they're like, oh my gosh, I need some support. Who do I need to talk to? You're the one that comes to mind because they're like, oh my God, I saw her talking about this. Absolutely. And for so many people, even if I can help them get over the visibility part, they might still dislike the sales part. Mm, so true. 
right? Uh, yeah. So there's a big difference between, okay, fine, I'll go do a Facebook live, but I still can't ask you for money, right? Like uh, yeah. those are two different hurdles. And so one of the things truthfully that I do with a lot of clients is use marketing to turn your sales conversations into confirmation conversations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can I like solve, that. Right. You can solve the challenges of sales. You're not going to get away from doing sales, but yeah. you can solve some of the challenges of doing sales with visibility and marketing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it becomes conversations. Every piece yeah. of that is a, a part of a conversation and you're yeah. building on that relationship. And then by the time you go into that sales conversation, they've experienced you. They've, yeah. um, you know, it's like, for example, I love when people come to me on my podcast, they've been listening to it. like, I've been listening to your podcast. And, um, you know, so there's all of this kind of, the they've no been listening. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I call it the no love and trust. Mm -hmm. And um, once they, once you get onto that conversation, they've already decided because you've been there showing up, having, having conversations with them in whatever form that took, you know, whether it was podcast stages or whatever, they've been experiencing your content. It becomes a much shorter sales conversation. And to your comment earlier about not liking professional speak, public speaking, professional speaking in the beginning, the, the thing that changed that for me was it's just a different version of a conversation. Yeah. All yeah. of this is all of your marketing is just different versions of what's essentially a conversation. Yeah. And it's not about you. It's about who's listening to it. Right. right. That was a big piece for me. Right. It was and then like, it makes it even oh, easier. It's not about me. And it's just a conversation. <laughs> Got it. Now I can do this. Totally. Absolutely. Totally. And but I love stages today. I mean, I, you, you put me on a stage. I'm very, very happy today. Right. But it, it was I had to like go through all the mental <laughs> games for sure. A minute. Took a minute. So if people want to you know, continue this conversation with you. And I highly, highly recommend that they do. What is the easiest way to get a hold of you? Um, my website is camigelner.com. And when you get there, you can go right to the top there at the top of the, the page. There's a box up there. You can get all the updates on all my free teachings that I do each awesome. month. So you can go deeper into any of my work. And it's just a great way to do that. Awesome. And we will make sure to have the links in the show notes as well to make it just okay. easy peasy for people. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for sharing your perspective, your energy, your ideas. This has been fantastic. Well, Erin, it's been fun to get to know you and thank you for, for, for having me on. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Ready Yet podcast. I truly enjoy bringing these stories of success and inspiration to you. Please join us in our mission to empower entrepreneurs to be in charge of their businesses and in charge of their lives by sharing this with anyone you know who would benefit from our tactical and motivating advice leaving us a review, and letting us know if there are any particular topics you would really appreciate hearing about. See you next time.